Good morning. Today is Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. I have great news for all married couples. Now, this is not just great news for married couples, but by extension, it is great news for those in any relationship, partners, siblings, parents and children, community leaders, community members, any relationship you're in, I have great news. But the example relates to spouses, husbands and wives. So here's how it goes. There is medical evidence, scientific evidence, that married couples that express anger outlive other married couples. There it is. You thought it was a problem. It's not a problem. On the contrary, it's keeping you alive. New research on marriage and health shows that married couples who express anger may outlive those who suppress anger. The key is for both spouses to be comfortable expressing anger rather than one or both suppressing anger. And this is from a report of psychologists from the University of Michigan a few years ago. The key is when the conflict happens, how do you resolve it? If you bury your anger and you brood on it and you don't try to resolve the problem, then you are in trouble. They found a higher death rate among married couples in which both spouses suppress anger compared with other married couples. I don't know about you, but Baruch Hashem is good news. And not only will you live longer, but it is a mitzvah. And it's a mitzvah in this week's Torah portion. Our parsha the Shabbos is the double portion, Achorimos Kedoshim. In the second part of it, of Kedoshim, we have the following verse. Lo sisne es achicha bilvavecha. Do not hate your fellow in your heart. What does that mean? Do not hate your fellow in your heart. The Rambam Maimonides explains. Do not hate. Ideally, we shouldn't hate people. But if we do, don't keep it bilvavecha in your heart. Don't keep it in. Rather than keeping it in your heart, express it. Let it out. Give expression to it. Put it into words. Because otherwise it will just fester. Now, of course, it should be done in the right way. Of course, there are rules about how you express it. Number one, make sure you wait until you are calm. Don't do it right away. Number two, make sure that you focus on the issue and not the person. Number three, make sure you do it respectfully and not out of anger in a constructive manner. But simply swallowing the anger inside of you is bad for everyone. The dynamic of that is the same as 
the dynamic in the famous poem by Langston Hughes. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat? Or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load. Or does it explode? That's what happens when anger is held in and not dealt with. At a certain point, it simply explodes to the detriment of everyone. Now, what I read to you, and the incredible wisdom that that contains is just the beginning of this verse in our Parsha. And this one verse, this one Pusik, covers more of human interaction than just about any other verse in the entire Torah. Let's start again from the beginning. Do not hate your fellow in your heart. Don't keep it inside. Find a constructive and helpful way to bring it out. Continues. You shall certainly give constructive criticism to your fellow. To try to improve your fellow's actions. And do not bear on his account a sin. So the first lesson of the second and third line is, we do not agree with the philosophy, live and let live. We believe, all Jews are responsible one for the other. And that means that if you are doing something that I find problem with, and I don't try to improve your actions, I am also responsible in some way. However, before I speak, before I raise my voice to try to give constructive criticism to Chacha, I have to ask myself two questions. And the reason that I have to ask myself these two questions is because the Talmud says that this mitzvah is not so clear cut. The Talmud says, Kashem she mitzvah lomar davar hanishma just like it is a mitzvah to say something that will be listened to and the person will change and improve their behavior as a result of what I am saying to them. So too it is a mitzvah to be quiet when my best judgment is that the person is not going to listen to what I say. There's no mitzvah of simply letting off steam, getting something off my chest. That's not a mitzvah. Either I think I can have a positive impact on the behavior or I should be quiet. So before I open my mouth, I have to ask myself the following two questions. Before I say a word, I have to ask myself, is it my best judgment that my words and my tone and my, cho my choice of when and where and how to say these words, is it my best judgment that this has a good chance of improving the behavior of the other person? 
And if the answer is, I'm not sure, I must stay silent. Because just as it's a mitzvah to say something that will be listened to, it is a mitzvah to say something, not to say something that will not be listened to. And the second question relates to another word in the verse. You should give this constructive criticism to your fellow, to one with whom you have a close relationship. So you have to ask yourself the second question. The person to whom I'm about to speak, do I consider them someone that I care about? But more importantly, do they consider that my me as someone that cares about them? And even more important to them, even more important than that, when I finish saying what I am going to finish, will they still feel that I care about them? That's what you have to ask yourself. If it is your best judgment, that after you say what you're going to say in the way that you're going to say it, that that person will still be your friend, will recognize that you spoke because you cared for them and be able to hear what it is that you need to say, even if it may be difficult for them to hear it, then you should say it. Otherwise, you should be silent. In order to achieve this, never speak right away. Because if you try to say something immediately, it's almost certain that you will not have a yes to both of these questions. Wait for the right time, wait for the right words, wait for the right moment, wait for when it is your judgment that both of these questions can be answered in the, in the affirmative. The truth of the matter is, 99% of the time, the correct thing for you is to be silent. Just like it's a mitzvah to speak up if you can change and improve the behavior, so too is it a mitzvah to be silent if you are not sure that you can do that. And almost always, there are exceptions, but almost always, it is very, very difficult to give this constructive criticism in and have it accord with these guidelines. And finally, the third part of the verse, do not bear a sin because of it. I gave you one interpretation of that. And that is, if I could have improved your behavior, but I did not do so, I share passively in the mistake that you made. I am complicit by not trying to get you to improve your behavior. But there is a second meaning to that. Even when I go about the activity of trying to give tochacha, constructive criticism, I should not commit a sin while I am doing it. I should not commit the sin of coming to anger. I should not commit the sin of embarrassing the other person, of interfering with that person's shalom bayis, the harmony within their home, of somehow interfering with that person's mitzvah of kibbut av'aim, of honoring their parents. And if anything that I say is going to cause any of those consequences, 
then I would be doing a sin while trying to do this mitzvah. So the Torah specifically says, don't think that you can accomplish this mitzvah if at the same time you are doing a sin by causing rifts, by causing anger and embarrassment and divisions between different people. In those cases, you got to be quiet. Finally, and this may be the most common reason to remain silent and realize that we are not able to fulfill this mitzvah correctly. When you give constructive criticism to someone else, <clears throat> make sure that you are not a hypocrite. Make sure that you are not guilty of the same thing, perhaps in some other area, because if the person who is listening sees that you are a hypocrite, then for sure your words will not be heeded and it would have been a mitzvah to have stayed silent. <clears throat> there was a child who went to summer day camp and one day he came home from camp and he did not have his towel. So his mother said to him, what happened to your towel? Child says, I went swimming. I left the towel next to the pool. When I came up, when I came out of the pool, the towel was gone. The mother was very, very angry. She immediately called the camp director and she said, what kind of a camp is this? What kind of children you have? Ganovim, thieves in your camp? Don't you teach the children in your school to, to have morals, to act in a proper manner? You have thieves, little kids running around stealing things from people? The camp director says, Madam, please calm down. Please describe the towel to me. Maybe your son just misplaced it. We'll go look for it. Please tell me what does it look for? What does it look like? And we'll go look for it. So the mother says, okay, it was a big white towel with the word Hilton written right across the middle. My friends, just as it is a mitzvah to say something that will be listened to and taken in the right way, so too is it a mitzvah, and this is the much more common mitzvah, to not say anything when our best judgment tells us for a variety of reasons, we are not going to see the improvement in behavior we're looking for. In that one Pusik, so much of human interaction is covered and so much advice that can make our families better, our communities better, our homes better, our marriages better, if we just pay attention to the advice in this one verse. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.